You are listening to episode 62 of the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast, the spiel that should not be named. I'm Carlos. That's Dave. I'm okay with this opening. I really am. It's a, it, we're workshopping it. You know, we're, we're going to get there. We'll get there eventually. We got we got a little adjustment to it. So a little break between, uh, between podcasts because uh, times have been a little busy. And uh, we'll get into a little bit of that. Uh, but for the most part, it's been it's been an interesting time in the world of sports. And we'll definitely talk about that a little bit. But it's been a more interesting time in the world of sports cards, which I'll definitely want to talk a little bit about. Uh, I already gave Dave a little taste of what is to come. Plus, I got stories. Oh, and a small sliver of one of our long national nightmares may have come to an end. That's a teaser. I like this. Pretty much every time we have a podcast now, at least one national nightmare ends. Well, Dave, this entire year is a long national nightmare. There's nightmares everywhere. Literally it's everywhere true. we look. <laughs> it's so it's like, I mean, the bar is pretty low on that. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to get at. So listen, whatever we can end or whatever we can do. Plus, I've got at least uh, I've got a little gag, uh, a little gag thing that I purchased that'll still be good for a chuckle. So we'll have a little like fun. It. Now, if you want to know what that is, I will explain it as I show it, you know, for the audio folks. But you got to check out the Unnecessary Nonsense podcast YouTube channel. You can just type that out and you'll be able to see it as well as hear about it. So just throwing that out there might be something worthwhile if you're going to want to consider it. But first, let's begin with this. So in the last little bit, Dave, uh, what's been going on? Yeah, so I have a, a bit of an interesting story and, and an interesting turnaround on this. So one of the things I've done before, uh, multiple times, actually, but I want to do something uh, for my wife and, and get her a gift is I write. So I've written some people asking for autographs and mm. I have a pretty good track record with getting stuff back. You know, sometimes it's you just send something to the team and you get it back. Sometimes I've, you know, sent postage, return postage. Sometimes I haven't, whatever. Uh, and sometimes people have specific addresses that say, you know, if you want an autograph, write this address and we'll send you the autograph. So one sure. of the things is Bayern Munich, which is a, obviously the main soccer team in Germany and Megan's favorite team. And the, one of the big stars right now is actually Canadian, which is pretty incredible for pretentious cross country running. And mm. so I wrote them and they have a specific address. And it was basically what happened was you could get up to 12 autographs, but you had to send uh, international postal coupon. I think that's what sure. they're called, right? Yeah, yeah. Which no longer exists in Canada. Canada mm. doesn't do them anymore. Oh, okay. So, okay. Well, I was like, well, I don't know. Like we can't get them and I it can't buy German postage. So what am I going to do? Well, I'll just write the letter and, and see what happens. So at mm. the end of July, I wrote a letter okay. and sent it to Germany. Okay. This week, like mid or midweek, a reply came, which I thought was an incredible turnaround for writing a sports team that gets lots of auto autograph requests. And okay, quick, is quick, quick point of order. So in like about three weeks, you got a reply back from Germany. Yeah, but I mean, usually they're telling you it's going to take months. Plus, during COVID, nothing comes up. Dave, time. I got shit coming from Vancouver that's been over a month. So I'm saying, man. <laughs> from Vancouver. All right, go on. So anyway, so the, the and there's a letter. And there's yep. this big, long spiel about how they've changed their process. And now in order to get autographs, because some of them are, you know, they're giving them out and they're being sold and da, da, da. Yep. you have to be one of their registered members. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you're not a registered member, you can still get the autograph card, but it's a printed autograph, not a real autograph. Hmm. Yada, yada, yada. But here are the four autographs you requested anyway. <laughs> Well, I think I think usually, you know, they'll give everybody like a warning because I think the idea is that they're they're going to limit the quantities and then there'll be like a cutoff. After the cutoff, you won't get the the, the letter basically indicating that and that'll be the end of it. Yeah. But anyway, I was just really impressed with, first of all, the speed of everything. Mm -hmm. uh, three that we got the four autographs we asked for. 
and that it came so quickly. So kudos to Bayern Munich for that and for killing it so far in the Champions League. They're into the semifinals, which they play on Wednesday. The efficiency of the Germans. Hmm. Maybe I need point. to get them to work on. Maybe I need to get them to work on frigging Canada Post because that's trash. Well, you know what's funny though is I sent that Canada Post. Yeah, oh. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to say about the about the. So mail maybe right it now. got there. It took like two and a half weeks to get there, and it got back in half a week. I don't know. Maybe the, maybe the solution. Maybe what I should do is I should just get the people. If I buy something on eBay, I should just tell them to send it to Bayern Munich so they could ship it to me. <laughs> it would exactly. be it'd be quick. Just send it to Germany. Why would you want me to send? Just trust me. Just trust also, me. And, and for the record, for the record, it did not come like DHL or anything like as such as that. It came regular German post hmm. on the way back. So I know there's a joke in here somewhere about German efficiency. I'm just going to leave well, it there. There are several jokes about German efficiency. But I'm just saying I'm a happy man. Megan, Megan has her autographs. Uh, they're on the mantle over the fireplace right now. Special times. Special times. Fair enough. That sounds good. Anything else you want to throw in there? Not really. Uh, George, <laughs> maybe I guess I should. I shouldn't say that not really first. Uh, George turns one tomorrow. So we're getting ready for it. It's been a week of getting ready for having a couple people over. So it's my son's first birthday, which is a lot has happened in a year. On many no, levels. I don't know what you're referring to. Nothing's happened here. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't recall so, a single thing. So basically the week has been, you know, doing stuff for that and whatnot. Uh, he did a bit of a photo shoot with the cake, you know, where they like smash up the cake and eat the cake and stuff, which is kind of cute. So the wife's happy. So it's all good, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fair enough. All right. So on, uh, not quite as exciting as that, but we'll go with it. Uh, so I gave Dave a little bit of the rundown, but I'll give everybody kind of the high level synopsis. One of the things that I was working on uh, myself in my own time, for the most part, stuff around the homestead has been good. Uh, the air conditioner was giving me some trouble again, but my old air conditioner from my old apartment actually was still in my possession. So I jerry rigged something. And funny enough, the damn thing after being offline for more than six years, fired up like a champ and was working a hundred times better than the other stupid air conditioner ever did. So we so there you call go. this the goat air conditioner now to go with the previous goat fridge, bro. It had been, it had been offline literally for six years. I know. That's what I'm used. saying. Yeah. I just dusted the damn thing off. It's like, yeah, I'll fire up. Boom. Nothing. And I was like, and then we, and then we looked at it and we tried it and it was like, we, we like put our hands over. It's like, is the fan on this thing stronger? It goes, well, yeah, technically it should be because in the old apartment, it was in the living room and it cooled off the whole apartment. So actually it should be a much stronger fan too. And it's like, all right, go to AC. It is you win. Fine. Hey, it's a win for you, Carlos. Yeah. Clearly, you know that, that your house loves being either, you know, when it's cold outside, a little bit colder than it is outside. When it's hot outside, slightly hotter than it is outside. Well, yeah, basically, I have to deal with all the whatever temperature extremes Canada has to offer. Hold my beer. I can do one better. Pretty much. Pretty it'll much. be hotter. It'll be colder than whatever we got. So there you go. Yeah, it's like uh, that goes under the category of I'm too old for this shit. I really am. <laughs> Truly, I am. Yeah. Anyway, so that that, that was good news. The other uh, the other thing that's kind of uh, I'm going to call it neutral news because right now it's. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, but I've been kind of working on, uh, I've been working as a contractor for the last while for the organization I work for and it's been going well, but at the same time, you know, pandemic times have also led into kind of, um, a question about what the future holds. So we started off with extending the contract just so that we gave ourselves more time. But the question now is going to be what happens, you know, in the new year. And I might have resolution on that, but I'm not going to, um, say too much about it because we want to see what happens right now. There's yeah. still a lot. 
Needless to say, though, the next couple of weeks are going to be very interesting for me because they may set the course for the next couple of years, including my backdrop and including everything else that I'm doing. So we're going to see what happens, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of dominoes that could fall depending on which direction we go on this next little bit. So it's it's interesting. Uh, it's like everything feels exactly the same, but yet there are momentous waves just off the just off the coast here that it's like, we'll see which direction they go, but it could have an impact. It just hasn't hit yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. So with that said, let's talk a little bit about my favorite topic lately because uh, the world of sports is, is is chugging along a little bit, you know, but at the same time, the the world of sports cards has absolutely lost its damn mind is what it does. It's uh, There's a lot of examples I could give you, but I'm going to give you a handful of them. Dave already knows one of them, and I'm going to save that one for a second, but I got to share a little story. Part and parcel of what you want to do in this situation is if things are absolutely insane, you want to take advantage of it to the best of your ability where you can. And um, I was able to do that to a certain point. I listened to a lot of uh, a lot of YouTube. And part of that is I listened to because I want to get a sense of what people are talking about. That's really what I'm listening for. I just want to hear what, you know, players or what leagues or what kind of things are are being discussed. And the more I hear it, then the more I kind of put my ear to the ground and try to figure out how I can adjust and take advantage of it in some way. One of the one of the YouTube videos I heard the other day was actually somebody talking about trying to buy up uh, UFC Conor McGregor refractor cards from Tops, And then I was sitting there going like, really, Conor McGregor? Seriously? But then at the same time, I stopped myself and I said, wait, Carlos, wait. There's something very important, an important principle that needs to be said. This market is stupid. Correct. So the, the, the dumber it sounds, the more I should look into it. And that sounded pretty dumb. So I was like, time to the, time to the eBay machine. Let's take a look and see what's going on. So I started to take a look. And I found out there was some merit to this nonsense. There was some, you know, this was not unnecessary nonsense. This was clearly necessary nonsense because I needed to hear it. So I said, all right, fine. Well, it turns out, Dave, that I did, in fact, have in my possession a Conor McGregor refractor because I opened the, nice. uh, yeah, because I opened some of uh, 2018 Topps Chrome UFC back in the day. I didn't pull it, but I, but I, uh, I moonlighted with the idea of putting together the refractor set because I like okay. the way they look and everything. So I bought some of them, including the Conor McGregor. So I did have it in my possession. So clearly being the, uh, you know, the loyal person that I am to Conor McGregor, I immediately put it up on eBay. Of course. And I'm going to share with you all the results, and then I'm going to explain a little bit of context. So we're going to do that here in a second. Check that out. Nice. So this is, this is what you sold? This is my sale. And look at the end of date. That was August the 10th. Okay. That already happened. So this is the final sale. $44, $44. US. Correct. Now, Dave, I bought mine less than a, about a year ago. Actually, about a year ago is when I bought it. I paid less than $44. I paid 89 cents. How long? Sorry, how long ago did you do this again? Just, just a little over a year ago. Last May. What the fuck is wrong with people? A lot of things is what I'm trying to get at. So this is the world we live in now. This is what we're talking about. I turned 89 cents into $44. Just like that. Boom. Yep. Poof. Within days. And you can see this was an auction. There are 12 bids here. It wasn't one person who bid it up. What was the starting bid? I set it for, I think, what was it? I can check here. It was five bucks. $4.99. <laughs> and you've taken that, right? I, I've, I paid 89 cents. <laughs> Why would I have turned down five bucks for it? Wow. I set it for I set it for a price I was comfortable taking. That's the whole point. It's like, <laughs> I, I have trouble comprehending this sometimes. 89 cents be, in less than, in about a year. 
in about a year. Well, in reality, Dave, it took about it took seven days. <laughs> Technically, but you're right. But it was sitting. It was sitting in a box for a year. But then, uh, then seven days on eBay, and it was became forty four dollars. Uh, if only you had a few Patrick Mahomes rookies kicking around. Yes, yes. Now we're gonna get into that because that. So this is the you know the triumph, and now for a little bit of the tragedy. Not really a tragedy, but I'll explain. I'll still give context. Or should we say the horror? The what? horror. I don't really know if it's that. I don't really know if it qualifies as horror, but we're going to do it anyway. So this is a Patrick Mahomes auction. Uh, it didn't actually end for $1,400. This was the um, eBay has gotten to a thing where if somebody does the best offer, they don't show you what the real price is. They want to inflate it and make it look bigger than it is. But uh, there are ways of still finding out what the real sale price was. And uh, this was, was was $1,150. Still a, a princely sum, a princely sum without question. And so is, it, is that a PSA 10? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So I had a copy. I had a copy of this and I sold it probably uh, just before uh, his MVP, before the year ended with his MVP year. Now, I bought three of these and I paid less than $10 each for them. And I sold them all for a tidy profit, including a PSA 10 like this one, very similar to this holder. And I sold it for uh, what was then the the going market rate, which was $150. And if you had bought it probably after the Super Bowl, you probably could have bought that card maybe for about $250, thereabouts maybe a little less if you get it on a good day which made sense you know it was going to go up in price i knew that in the long run unfortunately i only had one in this condition so i said all right i'll take my 150 dollars and do other things with it and whatever i I, you but no one could have foreseen no one could have predicted this level of appreciation because most of this happened in the last couple of months and this is without patrick this is not the super bowl doing this there's no way because it happened after the super bowl because after the super bowl believe it or not dave his card price actually went down for a little bit at the end of February and the beginning of March. Oh, it actually went down that's a little kind bit of surprising because a lot of people had already bid it up in anticipation of him potentially winning the Super Bowl. So they had already priced okay, it in. Yeah, yeah. So in the immediate okay. aftermath, people sold to take their profit. So you were actually able to buy it for a little under what it was just before the Super Bowl. Right. Okay. Now that only lasted a couple of weeks, but then the middle of March kicks in. Coronavirus causes a lot of places, you know, to shut down. A lot of stuff happens from about March onward. The sports card market has been in this upward, ridiculous trajectory, absolutely yes. losing its mind. But Dave, this is a Patrick Mahomes Donruss rookie. This here, I opened blasters of Donruss. This for the, from this year, and I paid for this blaster like twenty bucks. You could have bought twenty dollar blasters and pulled this card out. Easily. The boxes were less than $100, and you could have pulled cards like this out. Crazy. Or you could have pulled Mitchell Trubisky. But, you know, what are you going to do? But, hey, uh, you know. Almost the same, but not quite. But the um, uh, yeah, they did have Deshaun Watson also, by the way. Deshaun Watson. Nice. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, Deshaun Watson's not a bad one. I actually pulled a Deshaun Watson from a pack. This one, like I said, I bought separately. But the thing is, like, $1,150. What do you do with that? it's one of those things where like, and here's the thing, there's going to be folks out there. I, I don't know what the catalyst is going to be for the reversal of this, because this could go one of two ways. The bubble could burst. But the thing is, we've been saying that for the last, basically since March, the bubble should burst. The bubble should burst, but a LeBron James sold for 1.8 million. Oh, the bubble should burst, but a Mike Trout might go for 2 million. Yeah. So it's like in theory. Yes but we don't know. We don't know when. The, I don't have a timeline on it for you. 
So at the moment, for those of you that have the uh, material in your hands, you know, ride the wave, guys. Ride the wave. Enjoy, I suppose. Uh, I don't feel really too bad about it. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, if hindsight, if, if I had the crystal ball, then I could have said, well, I would rather have sold it now for sure. Absolutely. But it's like, you, you don't know that going in. I think the solution, really, the only thing you could do is if you are in the market and you want to, and you're worried about something like this happening, um, have multiple copies. That's my suggestion to you. <laughs> yeah. Then you can sell one when you, when it hits one peak and then for some reason it hits another peak, you can sell another one. And if you still got a few in the backlog, well then great. You can ride it all the way up and then take some profit all the way along the way. That's the best case scenario. That's the best you can yeah, do. Absolutely. So that was, uh, that was kind of a crazy one. It, it's a yeah. lot, isn't it? It is. It really is. Right. Like, I, honestly, I, I honestly feel like the Conor McGregor 89 cents to $44 is more shocking than this Patrick Mahomes going for, you know, 1150 or whatever. More shocking. Yes, Dave. But like, so here's the thing. I 50 X that it was a 50 X 89 cents to 44, $44 is basically a 50 X. Yeah. And that's, you know, shocking. But in the end of the day, we're talking about a $43 gain. Now I'm going to take it, of course, you know, no problem. And I'll tell you right now, I actually converted the money that I made PayPal from that into purchasing a card of an all-time great that I'm going to be getting in, and I'm I'm going to be I'm quite happy with that trade. That's all I'm saying. Nice. So it's so like it works out great for me. I was like, Shh, take the McGregor by all means. I don't need it. It was nice having it, but I don't. I you need it more than I do, clearly, by all means. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I was so I would say if if you're in a position to do so. You can certainly trade some of that stuff in, get the cash, and then you know purchase some of the all-time greats because some of the all-time greats are still going to hold value regardless. And if you can get them at a good rate, uh, then by all means take advantage of it. Mahomes could become an all-time great, so this could still we could look back on this in five or ten years and say, "Oh yeah, remember when it was eleven hundred dollars? Man, what a bargain!" Yeah, quite possibly be that way. There, well, it's the Tom Brady thing. Like for years, you could have bought Tom Brady at like what is pennies on the dollar compared to today. Yeah, it's just nuts. So it's like you don't know. You, you have no idea what's going to happen with it. But that was an interesting one. But let me give you a different one. This is not a sale. Well, this is a sale, but it's it's an interesting phenomenon of the same thing I'm talking about. And All I'm right. using these illustrations to give everybody context for how crazy the market is today. So let me show you along the veins of what I was just talking about a second ago. Let's take a look at my buddy, Juan Soto. You know is I this, love me some Juan Soto, Dave. I do. I do. So what's that say? 300 bucks? 300 bucks. It's a PSA 10 Juan Soto Tops Chrome 2018. That is a recent sale. That was an auction. 33 bids, $300. How many Juan Soto rookies do you have graded? I have one Juan Soto rookie graded. Well, actually, no, that's not true. As of this week, I have three or four. Let me and correct that, And as of next week, how many are you going to have? One or two? <laughs> uh, well, here's the thing. So Dave, okay, so I wanted to show you all this. So those of you that are watching it, by the way, this is why the YouTube channel would be useful to you. The visuals help facilitate this a little bit. So I'm just going to do something here, Dave. So right here, look familiar? Yep. That is the Very exact familiar. same card in the picture. So that is my copy of that card. So real quick, I want to give you all the story. So I just showed you the card that I have in my possession, and that is selling for $300 US. Now, I bought mine for $15. And uh, I had it graded. And when I had it graded, that cost me about $10. So I have $25 into the card. And it is already comfortably 10 x from that. Yeah. Yeah. But the uh, the interesting thing about it is that um, 
It has been the the baseball market has not exploded to the same degree as like football or basketball. Basketball not, is just yet. out of yeah, but it's one of those things where like, but we are seeing movement. Like we are seeing because uh, the Juan Soto was 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 selling for like 140, 150, uh, like four weeks ago. So it's already doubled in about a month. After doubling in about a month, after doubling in about a month, right? So there so right now it's uh this is one of the first flat out 300 sales because i was looking for them like a last couple of days and uh, i was looking at them and i was seeing them at 255 260 270 280 and now i've seen a few that have now cleared 300 so we're like dick so dick, is yours posted dick. yet or no what's that are you i said when are you posting that card i'm not i'm holding that because the thing is the this card so this is one of the nicer. This is one of the nicer Sotos. I like I said, I have other graded Sotos that are uh, sitting in my Comsi now, and that are going to be coming in. A lot of what you're going to do next depends on um, depends on what your thoughts are about where the player is going to go. Mm -hmm. Ideally, like the Patrick Mahomes, would you have sold the Patrick Mahomes? Of course, but you're more comfortable selling it if you have a couple of copies in the back. Of course, you are. And right now, that one Soto I showed you is the only one I have in my possession. So I can't you know, necessarily play that game. I have to like pay attention a little bit. I have to focus and concentrate on what I need to do. So the Topps Chrome is a parallel card to the regular version of that card. And the regular version of it was trending right about the same price or a little bit higher. That's one of the ones that's coming in. But I bought an ungraded version of it. And um, I bought the ungraded version for about $30. And those ones are already going to 50 to 60 on Comsi. Yeah. So my intention yeah. is to get a couple of those in and start looking so, at them. Well, I mean, yeah. let's put it this way, right? You're going to make money. That's pretty much how it's going to go down. No, absolutely. I think that's the, in that's the intention, but it's one of those things where I'm not worried about making money per se at the moment. It's I'm trying to get an idea of whether the Soto is going to be, um, going to be appreciating more because it's one of those things like Soto, Soto got coronavirus. So at the beginning of the, of the of the restart, he wasn't playing. His response was to come right. in and then start hitting bombs. He had two 460-foot home runs within a couple of days, absolutely crushed the – knocked the cover off the damn ball, and he's hitting like 400. Right, possibly it's going to go up even more. Yeah, because he's actually producing results. That's what That was the whole thing is that what we were looking at was an example of – was a situation where we had – where we have a player in Mahomes who technically hasn't done anything in the recent times to get that price shooting up even further. But at the same time, it's like, okay, so what do you want to do then? But the, I think the main point of this whole thing is really what it comes down to is that we're all trying to project right now. We're trying to figure out like, what does it mean? Where are we going with this? Uh, where's it going to go? And it's really hard to say, like yeah. at the moment, I don't know. And um, that's kind of what makes the whole thing weird is that, I want to have enough copies of it so that if I do decide to sell a couple of them, I will take my profit from it, certainly. But I also, I, I've kind of built a little burgeoning uh, one sort of collection of my own where I want to have a couple of copies that'll sit with me. Those right. will stay yeah. and then the other ones will go and those will, those will sell and probably it'll pay for the rest of the collection because that's the rate that some of these prices are going. Yeah, for sure. So if I can have the rest of the collection for free and then make my money on those other ones, that's even better. Absolutely it is. Yeah. And in that vein, I actually made a tactical error the other day. Like I, I totally screwed up. Like big What'd you time. Do? Uh, so I was looking at I was looking at Com C at different Juan Sotos because a lot of people didn't pick up on the fact that he was tearing the cover off the ball. So I was watching it and I was like, uh-huh. And I'm gonna compare him to another player in a minute. But uh, so he's tearing the cover off the ball, absolutely killing it. And I'm watching mm -hmm. and I look, 
463 foot home run, 466 foot home run where he hits the back of the stadium. And I'm like, really? Really, Soto? Oh, and he's hitting home runs, go hitting the opposite way. I'm a nerd for hitting, Dave. I love hitting in baseball. If you're showing me you can hit home runs the other way, I'm like, yes, this is what I want. This yeah. is what the people want. That's what I want to see because it means you have plate discipline. It means you take the ball that's being given to you, which means you're probably going to hit better. Yeah, for sure. That's that's what you want to see. Plus, opposite field power, love it. Love it 100%. Plus all the poise he showed in the World Series, hitting like a demon in that too. Like, yeah. I like what I'm seeing. And he's 21, Dave. He's 21. That's why I don't want to that's why I don't want to give up on this thing right now because I'm Are like, you no, saying I, he has a chance to be the next Mike Trout? Oh, I, oh, he, oh, he passed Mike Mike Trout like 3 years ago. But Carlos, he hasn't been playing the major league. Oh, I passed him. Passed him. Hell, I passed him. Little league me passed him. Hey, I just try and get you your opportunities to make fun of Mike Trout. You know that. But I, I thought I thought I dropped Mike Trout. I thought I was going to make fun of uh buddy from the NBA bubble. Uh there was one uh the one uh, who Victor uh, Oladipo? Yes. I thought Victor Oladipo was the new Mike Trout. That's fair. He can be. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. I, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to give this man a break. You know, it's, he's already overrated. He, you know, he's kind of garbage, but um, you know, I, I want to, I want to give Oladipo his moment in the sunlight, you know, his moment in the shine may as well let him have it. But the thing is uh, no, I like very much what Soto's doing. So it's like, <laughs> dude, let's put it this way. I'll put it this way right now. It's too early to tell, but when I'm looking at Soto, what I have to look at is if I take the best case scenario, Imagine if he's able to mature and continue to build off of what he's already building, which I like, and then become like this generation's like young Pujols. Mm -hmm. you, Albert Pujols, if you buy him at 2002, 2003, you're a very happy camper today. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's like this is where we are right now. So it's like, do I want do I want to sell at 2003 Pujols prices? Yeah, I'll do all right. Like he, he came out of the gate. Great. Like he did well. And then within, you know, five years, he won his first World Series, basically. Right. Or like very no, actually, I think 2006 they got to the World Series, but they lost to Boston. I think. Okay, but they do have a World. Yeah, I get. I hear what you're saying. He's, he's got two. Yeah, Pujols has two. Like people forget, and I'll actually mention Pujols in a minute. But the thing is, like, this is what we're talking about here. So the thing is, if he is a generational talent, it's like, okay, do I mind selling a few and taking some profit? Absolutely not. I don't mind. This market is insane. Yeah. But long term, do I want to have some in my in my inventory for my own personal collection and thereabouts? Yes, I do. <laughs> Because I don't want to pay uh, 2028 prices for one Soto when that comes up, if I'm right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't want to be a buyer at that time. At that time, I'd rather be a seller if I'm going to do anything. No, absolutely. So that's the balance you got to strike. That's why I want to have some extra copies. So here's my screw up. So I'm looking at Comsey and I'm trolling for this. And I saw one of uh, one of the copies of uh, one of his rookie parallels. And I've been trying to get my hands on them. I did buy one already for a good price. And I saw a couple that were a couple of bucks more. So I was like, oh, I should probably try to get these. So let me try to see if I can grab them. So it's from the same seller. So I went and uh, they were asking for $37. I had already bought one for 32. They had two of them at 37. And I'm like, okay, well, let, let me just offer 35, 35. So I did. That was a tactical error. I should have just bought the damn thing. I think he realized what was going on. He actually looked it up. And then not only did he reject it, he said he bumped up the price to $92. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I was like, damn it. I was like, all right, I got too smart. I got greedy. For four dollars, I just paid the I should just paid the 37. Got it over with. I would have had a couple more copies. I was like, but that's that's just trying to look for opportunities where they are. I messed that up, but uh it's yeah. not the end of the world, but there will be it other happens. opportunities. It yeah. happens. So I've tried to grab some Soto. I've tried to grab some Ronald Acuna. I am trying to get my hands on some Pujols because I don't think people realize, Dave, I don't know if you know this. Albert Pujols is kind of good at baseball. Yeah, I'm I am aware of that. No, but the people don't know, Dave. The people That's don't know. That's true, because, you know, Mike Trout is 
good at baseball because war says so carlos what is it good for dave absolutely nothing hey i take pools over trout any day if you go below if anybody like jokes aside if anybody really wants to see insanity go to baseball reference and look at Pujols' first 10 seasons i'm not talking one two or three 10 take his first 10 seasons and look up that stat line look it up and then talk to me because it's insanity yeah he came out of the gate like it's one of those things where like I, I, it's scary that people literally forgot this and I, and I, and I can't get my head around it sometimes because I'm like, who holds has been a cadaver for the better part of a decade. Like, right. Yeah. He, he basically, but if you go back to when he was young Pujols, so let me go do this real quick here. Mm-hmm. I'll give you just so that you can all understand. I'll give you his averages right now. 10 seasons to start off average season, 156 games played 190 hits, 41 home runs, 123 RBIs and a 331 batting average. For a decade. Well, what is this war, Carlos? Because who I cares about it? Because sabermetrics people don't care about that anymore. They only care about war. He also had three MVPs. And he also won multiple gold gloves, of which Trout has zero. Oh! Overrated. That's right. But yeah. no, that, like, like it's obscene. Like it's literally obscene for a decade. Who averages a three thirty one career batting average? Who's a power hitter for a decade? Albert Pujols. On a related note, Mike Trout has never hit three thirty one in a season ever. In a season. A war, ever. Carl. But war. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because like, no, but seriously, right? Because anyone who's going to make any argument about Mike Trout, right? When you get down to it, right, and you start pulling off stats like about Albert Pujols that you have, their argument is always but war. Right. The only real argument. The, the, whole, the only Trout. the only Mike Trout argument always it always comes down to well he has the best war so therefore he's the best ever well not in my Hall of Fame he isn't yeah but the thing is also like if you want to make a legitimate argument you can argue that he's a five to a player but Albert Pujols was never like a, a premier defender he did win Gold Gloves at first base which is a not well, the most athletic different. position yeah it's not the most athletic position but. For what he was, he was very serviceable and very good for a first baseman when he was still healthy. For the last years, he's been like banged up to the point like if you watch him run, it's painful to watch. (laughs) Like it's he he messed up like his ankle years ago and like he can barely move, but he still plays because they want to use Otani as DH a lot. Otherwise, Pujols would already be a full time DH. Like it would just be done. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, like all things considered, he'll ride it out, but. For people forgetting, he is one home run away from tying Willie Mays. One home run away. He has 2,000 RBIs. He has 3,200 hits. 3,200. No, We don't see I those mean, people anymore. No. There's no no accounting for how awesome our Pujols is. He is. Yeah. And the problem is we're about a decade removed from like... Or be peak. damned. Yeah, the, we were about a decade removed. So the thing is, I've been looking at it, and the and I'm seeing some of his uh, rookies are still within attainability. So I'm like, yes, please. Uh yeah. I'll, I'll take some of that. Yeah, yeah. When when everybody suddenly remembers that it's like, wait, isn't he a Hall of Famer? Yes, he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> he was a Hall of Famer like eight years ago. At this point, we're just you know we're layering 3,200 hits and 660 home runs thereabouts. And a career batting average that just barely fell below 300 because the last couple of years he's just broken down. But his batting, his career batting average is 299, and that's with a better part of a decade of bringing it down. Yeah, which is so still like, pretty damn good. 
dude, it's fine. <laughs> like, he's okay. Everyone, he's okay. 2,000 RBI says he's also quite okay. He's fine, everybody. Fine. Yeah. But it's, it's scary, dude. Like, that's scary. Jeez. Yes, it is. Yeah, but it's one of those things. That that kind of thing excites me because I'm like, well, then I, I, I guess I'll have to buy some of these damn cards because <laughs> the Conor McGregor contributed per, perhaps to the purchase of one of these Pujols rookies is all I'm saying. So it's Fair like, enough. I will take that. Thank you, Connor, for your help. Now, on the other end of it, real quick, before I leave this topic, and I'll get to the National Nightmare one because that'll be fun right here at the end. Uh, I just, But I did literally have a bullet point that I needed to talk about Juan Soto's ridiculousness, which I did, but also the Pujols thing. Come on, got to do it. But one of the other ones that I'm looking at, and we're going to see if the football season plays. I genuinely don't know. Uh, if they do, though, the guy I'm looking at right now that I've been stockpiling a little bit is Baker Mayfield. Yeah, you've been talking about that. Yeah, but it, like I've, I bought more. Okay. Because I'm, because I'm sitting back on it like... It, the truth is somewhere in between. He broke the rookie record for touchdowns with a worse surrounding cast. But then they had... Um, but then they played with, uh, you know, complete dysfunction and, you know, uh, Hugh Jackson... And all that nonsense, and then they played like trash. So right. now it's like, okay, so the truth has to be probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah, so who hoping. knows what the heck they're going to be like this year? Yeah. So like he was overhyped to begin with, but he played pretty well. But then they had way high expectations. Then suddenly they realized they were a sports team in Cleveland. Then everything <laughs> fell apart and collapsed. So yeah. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that it normalizes somewhere in the middle. That's the key line does, there. They realized they were a sports team in Cleveland. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And they're like, wait, isn't that the same city the Indians play in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. We're screwed. We're so screwed, man. It's game over, man. And Odell's like, why am I here? Because New York wanted to get rid of you. I think Odell Beckham still a good, is a good, still a good wide receiver. If he plays like a good wide receiver, and Baker Mayfield can, like, you know, hopefully last year was enough of a reality check. If it was. Yeah, then, let's hope so. Yeah, that if regard, it, anyway. yeah, if it was, then I am buying low. So I'm like, yeah. great. We'll see yeah. what happens. Like, I'm not throwing a lot into it, but I definitely want to have some just in case. Just in case. Uh, so a lot of hurt. Oh, worst case scenario, I'll have a laugh. It's not a big deal. So, one of our long national nightmares did end, and I received in the mail this week this. Whoa! The first of five or six packages because Tops is still slow. So these are not the ones that you're involved in, Dave. That's why I haven't reached out to you for cash. But That's fair. Uh, yeah. But I want to show you what I got. I'll actually show you here. Uh, so these were the first ones that I ordered. This is after the the Shore Griffey, which uh, I'll get to in a second. So we'll do this. So I'll show you one of these guys. So this is the Old Man Allen, Ted Williams. Nice. I actually like it. This is a pretty cool looking card. I like it. I dig it. So I actually bought two of these back in the day when I thought there might be a chance of converting one of these over, and uh, probably not. Uh, so these will be coasters the next time you come over to my house, Dave. Perfect. Yeah, so I'll use one for the collection. One would be a coaster. So you can have uh, your choice. You can have the old man, Allen, uh, you know, Ted Williams, or you can have, let me see if there's the other one. Yep. Uh, the natural uh, Sandy Koufax. I see. They do nice presentation in the, in the thing, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got the little box and everything. It's it's pretty good. The, the thing is, it took it took tops forever. This These were the ones I ordered on May the 26th. Look at your calendar. These were wow. for May 26th. These are the first ones to come in. Almost once. Man, geez. And uh, I did go to eBay. Uh, this was not related to anything I bought from Tops, but I went to eBay and I may have made a purchase. Ready for it? I'm ready. Yeah. 
I got it for a pretty hefty discount. I actually bought it from a Canadian seller and I bought it in Canadian dollars and uh, they lost money. Just, just so we're clear, they lost money. But I was like, I got to do it. This here is the symbol of Project 2020. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, so I had to have it, especially for a, for a nice hefty discount. But yeah, so part one of our long national nightmare is over. Uh, when one of the how other many more, arrived, how many more parts of this will there be? Five or six, actually. And that's after oh I stopped buying because they be, Tops is killing me, man. That was stuck in like New York, New Jersey for like a month. Just sitting there. Yeah, just hanging out. That's according to the tracking info. So Lord knows. And then Tops was nice enough to give me a gigantic box for it too. Once I saw the box it was so ridiculous, I was like, oh, this has to be Tops. No one, <laughs> no one, no one else would overpackage this into like outside of Amazon. No one else would grab a box that's like five times bigger than the package. So I was like, great. So I could have had Project 2020, or they could have sent me a TV. Yeah. Maybe they too bad they didn't send you a TV. That almost be more worth it. It was oh. Yeah, I think the I think these go for like ten Canadian each, Dave. There you go. And I, and I paid they a TV by mistake, but I'm keeping it. I think they should send me a TV. It's the least they can do. Jeez. Anyway, they look nice. The cards look nice. None the same. Just the same. And uh, for anybody, Project 2020 has only hit the halfway point. Just, just so we're all aware, they literally just hit the halfway point. You know what? I feel like when Project 2020 ends, that will be another national nightmare over. Yeah, it's one of those things where like uh, it almost feels like the concept was good, but now it, it does feel like it's going to drag now for the last little bit. Oh, for Although sure. I'm I mean, I was into it and and looking at the cards and obviously, you know, I well, I haven't officially bought them yet because I haven't paid you because you don't have them yet. But, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Mm. But now it's like, I don't really, you know, I don't really care anymore. Well, the, pro- the problem is that it took top so long to deliver. Like it just took so long that it's like it lost a lot of the steam because here's the thing. I don't really, I didn't buy the cards because I was worried about making a ton of money. If I want to make money, Juan Soto, (laughs) like for goodness sake, but like there's better places to put money for that. These were just to have a little fun with it. Like, like the old man, Alan, uh, Ted Williams. I actually legitimately like that card. I think it's pretty cool. This one, whenever I look at it, it will make me laugh. There you go. It's worth a chuckle. So it's one of those things like it, as long as you're buying it with the purpose of having some fun with it, it's fine. But um, the oh. fact that it takes so long to get, it's like it takes the steam completely out of it. Like I yeah, said, I shouldn't totally. be getting stuff from May. I can't be getting stuff from May and August, Dave. That's that's bad service. Oh, absolutely. is. Yeah. It's, and then it's quite horrible. Yeah. And then no updates. Literally, it just shows up at my door. I basically had a bunch of mail come in and then I got a knock on the door. Somebody just dropped off the box and that was it. And they ran fast because I went to the door and they were gone. And I got four autographs from Germany in less than three weeks. Like I said, I think our new solution for fulfillment is to send everything to Germany. Just randomly said, Angela Merkel, could you ship this out back to Canada? Why? It's like, just just humor me. All right. Boom. Next day. If if Tops was based in Germany, Carlos, you'd have your entire order. I'm just saying. (laughs) Well, actually... Not speaking of Germany in particular. So it's the sports good segment I'm done today. I will talk about Project 2020 a little more next time. One thing I'll mention to you, and I put my Instagram for my card Instagram because it's my more fun. This is my more active Instagram. If anybody goes in there, I put stuff there all the time. And if Dave watched my YouTube YouTube channel, which he should, uh, he would realize that I've been doing some interviews with some people related in the card world. I actually did that last week. And I'm trying to get something put together. But I may be talking to a guy who may be a little bit of an expert in Project 2020. No spoilers. I like it. 
yeah so that'll be coming up if that comes to pass then i'll let people know it's all good but i'll let them know in the instagram below here cool awesome so we'll move on from there but before i do actually one more thing real quick dave um um i want you to you know append the record i need you to add a new line to the multitude to the excel spreadsheet you're keeping on the reasons you're trash here's a new one pretentious cross-country running cards are even hotter than some basketball cards i found this out recently dude ronaldo <laughs> yeah you should have been on this literally it- you of all people should have been on this how's his face look in the card well, apparently they have like the two variations, the, uh, the broken face Ronaldo, you know, the, the, the cult hero, the one, the one we all like, the one that would prompt me to watch pretentious cross country running, uh, that one, you know, eight, 900 million, I think is, uh, the estimate that I've got for the auction for that one. You know, I think it'll be yeah. good. Eight, 900 million. Uh, so it should be good. Uh, but the, but apparently, uh, one of his, uh, cards from prism, uh, one of his like. I want to say 2014, whatever. I'll do a little more research and I'll actually tell you next time exactly which one it is. All right. Uh, sold for like five or $6,000. And literally, and literally soccer cards are selling out even in North America now. Whereas before, literally they were, I think I saw them on the curb. They were like in the trash. You could have just grabbed them. It's like, isn't that a sealed case? Yeah, yeah. No one needs that shit. Crazy. Crazy, Carlos. If you had been on, if you forget about your cars from the '90s, Dave. If you had been on this soccer bandwagon buying a prism when they were like five cents, it'd be the palatial estate. We'd be looking at the Dave Turnbull palatial estate right now. Yeah, I'd have like a room set up just for the podcast. Exactly. Exactly. Think about it. And now what? Now we got to rely on one soda to do all the work for us. Terrible. Just terrible. I thought I thought you'd get a kick out of that because literally I saw I saw like some of the headlines and they were like. Ronaldo what? And I went and looked into it. I was like, crap. I'm seeing YouTube channels now dedicated to soccer cards, Dave. YouTube channels dedicated to soccer cards. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think if you made your own YouTube channel and called it Pretentious Cross Country Running Soccer like Cards, you how well would you do with that, do you think? I think PewDiePie has 100 million subscribers. So I think easily, conservatively, I would just put this podcast on that channel to screw with everybody. 250 million subscribers, Dave. There we go. 250 million. I like it, Carlos. I like it. I, I bet pretentious cross-country running is available. Maybe you should get on that. I'm just saying. Maybe you should get on that. I'll live stream with you. I'll become your, your soccer card correspondent. I'll analyze the market. Don't worry. I'll take care of this. Yeah, just so, me be like, hi, welcome to episode one. And now over to Carlos. And then you just talk forever long you need to talk to. And then I come back and be like, thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll see you next week. Well, that'd be about your contribution. In fairness, yeah. you, know, you know, that's about it. It's like, but doesn't Dave know more about soccer than Carlos? Well, yeah, but Carlos wasn't talking about soccer. Carlos was talking about soccer cards. Like, there you go. It's like, it's like, does he know anything about the sport? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you kick the ball, nobody scores. It's a waste of everybody's time. You watch the grass grow. That's the sport. We're good. But anyway, it's 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 insanity. Like it's like nothing is safe. I genuinely don't know what to say anymore. I saw that, and I saw there is a 1980s Hulk Hogan car that sold for a couple of thousand dollars. Like it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, you know what? Eventually, at this rate, that those overproduction 90s cards will be worth two dollars each. Think about it. I don't know if you can handle it, but think about it. College fund for George. There you go. 
We'll talk about some random sports stuff. Most of it I really don't really give a crap about, but we'll, we'll talk about it anyway. All right. What are your thoughts? You want to talk a little bit about the XFL? Yeah. So, I mean, this story is a little bit older, uh, obviously, because we didn't have a podcast last week. But I found this interesting for, for a few reasons, and I wanted to bring out a couple things that, that have come out about this. So, as you are well aware, and maybe some other people are who are listening to this podcast, that the XFL has been purchased. The XFL went bankrupt. So Vince McMahon ran a ran it through a like another company he called Alpha, and it went bankrupt. So from the bankruptcy sale, Dwayne Johnson has purchased the XFL. So if people don't know who that is, that also AKA The Rock, who used to be an employee of Vince McMahon's when he was in his WWE days, uh, but he bought it along with his partner Danny Garcia was actually his ex-wife and they own a production company together uh, called seven bucks production. And there's another company involved in this. I'll get this in a second uh, for $15 million. Uh, and what happened needed to happen. There's also a bankruptcy court uh, filing that had to go through and approve the sale, which it did. They were the only qualified bid in bidding for it. Uh, you know, the rock's been on his, uh, Instagram talking about it and saying, you know, how he, he wants to bring a great product to the fans and he's really excited about it. Uh, nice. That the rock, is that the one you're referring to? That's, that's, that's amazing. Nothing is safe, Dave. Nothing, nothing. What I want to know is it does a card exist of him playing on the Calgary Stampeders. Maybe, maybe I'll look into it. Uh, but but here's the thing, uh, which I found is interesting because the Rock is obviously he's a huge football fan. He played, as you just showed us. So he played for the University of Miami, and then he was in Calgary for a cup of coffee before he got cut. Uh, he had dreams of making the NFL. That obviously didn't happen. And his his backup plan actually was WWE. Uh, so obviously, and we all know what happened after that. But a couple other interesting things with this. So you know what I mean. Most of what the Rock touches turns to gold at least right now, uh, you know, his production company is pretty strong in terms of making obviously movies for him as well as some other things. Uh, he's got a branded tequila, which I wish you could purchase in Canada, but you can't yet. Uh, you know, that seems to be doing well. I don't know. Obviously I don't have any numbers, but from the way he talks about it and other people talk about it in social media, just its association with him you know, seems to be doing pretty well, but there's a, there's another company that they, they're involved. Uh, Danny Garcia is involved with. It's called Redbird. I don't know if you've heard of it, but apparently this is something that I found interesting out of this whole story is that they're a company that's trying to buy sports assets, assets. Sorry. I don't know why I couldn't say that there and take, them pu- and take them public. Uh, you know, put them, put them on the stock market. Yeah, I got you. Uh, I'm following. Right. So, so I think that that might be a part of this too. Here's I have my own theory, that- but I want you to finish. Further. But here's the thing that I think of, right? You know what? More power to him. I, I would like to see this be a success story. Uh, I think there's always part of him that, is, you know, is involved and wants to do football-related things because he didn't end up being a, a professional player, or at least a professional player for very long, never made it to the NFL. Uh, obviously, Ballers is about that. And obviously, once this announcement came out, there were a bunch of, a bunch of Ballers jokes being made. Uh, but the thing here is, unless you have the money to go through an entire season and pay everybody involved with the league, you should not do a league. Mm-hmm. Right? right. Like, you, like as, as, as this past spring has taught us, 
you know, twenty with or with um, was it the AFL AAL A what A A AAF, thank you. That was a couple of years ago now, but yes. Right, yeah, no, but I'm sorry. That was 2019, the spring of 2019, it folded. And then the XFL comes out, and we're thinking, okay, well, there's no competition because the AAF folded. And then, obviously, you know, COVID happened, and they went bankrupt. So that has something to do with the two. Uh, But really, unless you have, I don't think it's going to be successful, regardless of who's in charge or how much money they say they're going to put into it. Unless you can say, we have enough money to get through in a season Everybody gets paid and, you know, we're ready to start season two already is doomed to fail. That's my opinion. Right. So that's fair. But a couple of things. Number one. But if anybody can make this work, it's him. Sure. Uh, But number one, they didn't go bankrupt. Vince McMahon pulled the money. He had plenty of money to keep going. He just decided he didn't want to. He could have just said, all right, I'll eat it because that was the whole idea. He was supposed to eat losses for the first year. And he decided to pull the plug on it himself because he could have kept going because the money was there. He's okay. the one who decided to declare bankruptcy. It was a decision. Now, the second part of that is I don't buy for one second that this is a legitimate purchase. I think The Rock is doing it for Vince. I think The Rock is doing him a solid and buying it so that Lynn's can legitimately get out of his creditors. It's I think it's a complete bullshit. I think it's a complete bullshit deal because we have to remember we're talking about the all time goat of bullshit deals. The all-time greatest. What is the shadiest way I can do this? Hey, Dwayne, can you like buy the XFL? Why, Vince? Just uh, I'm gonna wire you some money. Just could you just buy this? Are you trying to get out of your thing with shady dealings? No, I would never do something like that. Ask everyone. Exactly. So the thing is, I don't think for one second this is legitimate. I think Vince is still involved, but now from the sidelines, he's just trying to get his name out of it. And the reality is, I don't, whether they intend to do it or not, it's a damaged brand. Like you've literally, and you've got somebody who was associated to Vince McMahon. Like it, it looks like a bullshit deal. I don't care that it's The Rock. I haven't forgotten that The Rock worked with Vince for 15 years. Yeah. You think, you, you think I forgot? I didn't forget. <laughs> just like, I'm sorry. Every time we look, why is he called The Rock, guys? He was called Dwayne Johnson back in Miami. Why is he called The Rock? Oh, that was his nickname in wrestling. Oh, you mean when he wrestled for the WWE? You mean when Vince was his boss? That The Rock? That WWE? Oh, yeah. Wait, who owned this company before? Oh, Vince McMahon? That guy? Oh, yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, I get the whole idea, but it's like, I don't don't know how serious they really are. Because if you're going to try to run it, well, then I hope you're planning on calling it something else because the XFL has, tw- has failed twice. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they could, honestly, maybe they're going to call it DJFL. But great. But the point is, yeah, the point is like The Rock has ta- has turned almost everything he's touched into gold. That's awesome. But the XFL literally got the rug pulled out from under it. And if anybody is paying attention, why would you even want to associate? You didn't finish. A, you finished one season and then immediately pulled the plug the first time. And then you didn't even finish the season the second time. Yes, coronavirus was part of it. Absolutely. No question. But at the same time, it's like, OK, but then you ran away to save millions of dollars of your money and then screwed around with the creditors, which you're still screwing around with them up until right now. Some of the creditors are never going to get their money back. And at the same time, you got the rock walls in. He's like, oh, yeah, don't. No, we'll run it. It'll be fine. Really? Yeah, no, I think that's, I mean, whether that's actually true or not, who knows? And what actually happens remains to be seen. But I f- that's all plausible. Yeah, it's one of those things like, um, and like I said, from a branding standpoint, I, I wouldn't touch the XFL with a 10 and a half foot pole. I wouldn't touch it. Why? And if you're a television partner, well, you already pulled the plug on me once. 
Why would I trust you again? Like you pulled the plug on me. If you're, you burned, I don't even remember who it was. I think it was NBC the first time. You I burned think it was, NBC yeah, the, it was NBC. Yeah, you burned NBC the first time. The second time you burned Fox and you burned ESPN. How many more networks have you got to screw over? How many more? ABC is with ESPN. So that's out. CBS, here we come. Default, default. Well, did, well, did they have it on CBS this time, this past time? They? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I never because they had the like five that were they had like five network partners that had games. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so it's like I think they've run out of networks. You know where they're going to air? They're going to air on RT, Russian television. They're going <laughs> to they're, they're going to have to find somebody completely out there. It's like, um, is HDNet still a thing? No, Mark Cuban closed that. That's not a thing. No, not a thing. Yeah, so I, that, I mean, who know? I don't know, right? Because I think there's a lot of unanswered question marks too. Right. As to how are they going to rebrand it? How, when are they going to do it? What's the COVID situation going to look like? You know, are they going to go with spring again? I'm assuming they would. Right. Yeah. Because I don't think you want to go um, up against NFL in any way, shape or form. So I don't yeah. know what's going to happen, but I, feel, say, I find it's an interesting story. I mean, especially the the Redbird, you know, trying to buy sports assets. And in this case, you know, here and taking them public. I find that is a, an interesting angle to this whole story as well. Yeah, I get it. It's just, um, like I said, you've got a twice failed brand that right now has burned a lot of television network partners. If you want to make a, a pro football league work in the 21st century, you need TV. How many more people do you have to reach out to, to try to make a deal? I genuinely don't know. Like I'm, I'm serious when I say this, I genuinely don't know the answer to that question. Business is business, but at the same time, you can't keep screwing over your partners. And then eventually you're going to run out of partners, especially partners with the pockets who are willing to take a shot on you. Like, how many more you got? Fortunately, The Rock has some great connections, but at the same time, it's going to be like, so what's going to be different this time? Oh, but we've got hundreds of millions in the back. So did Vince until he decided to pull it. Yeah. Like, like no, I think that's what those are all fair points. Absolutely. Yeah. It, that's, that would be more, the, my, if I was advising one of these companies, I'd be like, I wouldn't touch them with 10 and a half pole. I wouldn't trust here, anything. Here's my question. So let's say it like, gets off the ground. It starts as on TV, whatever, on, a, on something that's accessible. Are you watching? I'll observe it because I'm always interested to see what's being done. Like, uh, I'll give you a quick example. Um, not specifically about this, but I'll put it this way. My interests are varied. At this point, I think you've known me long enough to know that my interests aren't limited to one area. I learn a lot of things about a lot of things. That's kind of what is my deal. On one of the podcasts I did during the during the time we were off, I talked to an app, uh, basically a co-founder of, a, of an online application for sports card data analytics. In my conversation, I didn't interview him about his origin story. I didn't interview him about, you know, oh, what made you think about doing, oh, tell us a little bit of your background. That's already been done a bunch of times. I said, hey, man, let's look at the algorithm that you're using for this calculation. Let's talk through it. We spent almost two hours talking through the algorithm. I broke down their user interface. I broke down the thing and gave him a bunch of suggestions and basically free consulting. Nobody does that. No. I broke the thing down from front to back. And by the time it was done, you knew the application better than anybody else had ever spoken to it because nobody went into that kind of depth. That's the angle I take on it. So I like analyzing things. So when I'm looking at something like that, to your point, yes, I'll watch it because I'm going to be breaking it down and looking at it and going like, okay, what did you guys do? What did you do this time that you didn't do last time? Because I remember last time. And you know what? I remember the time before that too. So what'd you do this time? So yeah, I'll watch it because I'm always interested in kind of keeping an eye, but I break things down. That's what I do. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. And if any other stories come out about uh, Vince McMahon shadiness. Yep. 
So how many of the Dwayne Johnson rookie cards should I buy you, Dave? At that price? Zero. But uh, I'm telling you, I've, I still want that Calgary Stampeders card if it exists. I don't think it does. I, I was, I was, I did a little search. I don't think it does it. either, but that'd be sweet. They should I just, and if he had played enough, I can tell you that at the time period that he would have been playing, if he had played in like actual games, they, uh, the brand I think was called Jago, like J O G O. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he would have had a card with Jago if he had played in enough games, Dang. but he would have had to play in some real games. You know what? Honestly, at, at the rate I know, actually I have a plan, Carlos. I have a new plan. Again, on, CFL. Wait, wait. Dave's got a free. plan. Hold on. This okay. is for free. Again. You ready okay. for this? All right. Now, you're probably going to think this is a really stupid idea. Literally everything you say is a stupid idea. Please continue. Hey, dude, man. Why are we friends? Tell me again. <laughs> I ask you all that all the time. Go on. So, there is a, a fairly famous image. Because basically, it's the only image that's ever used when they show Dwayne Johnson on the Calgary St. Peter's. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. You take that. You make it a card. You make like very few of them. So, you you, uh-huh. you know, you don't go, um, you know, Keyshore Ken Griffey or anything like that. You make very few of them. Uh-huh. You sell them for thousands of dollars and you uh-huh. save the CFL by the Dwayne Johnson card. And you're probably thinking that's a, the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Well, look at where the sports card market is, Carlos. It may not be the stupidest idea. So, so in fairness, Dave, it is not the stupidest idea I've ever heard, but it is in your top 10. <laughs> it's in your top 10. Uh, first of all, why would I want to save the CFL? But a perfect segue. Thank you for that. So let's talk about the CFL for a second. Here's your CFL update. Nothing has happened. They're still waiting for the, they're still waiting on their, on their, uh, on their government bailout. Can we like, add nothing you... is probably going to happen. Can we add that to it as well? Yes, yes, yes. Apparently, like they say, oh, but the, the Players Association and us, you know, we come to an agreement. We've got the protocols for the bubble and everything. It's like, cool. You're still waiting for the government to give you money. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the Canadian Premier League, okay, the Canadian Pretentious Cross Country Running League, they could just add an R in there and, they, you know, they call it the CPRL, is playing games, Carlos. Yeah, but somehow the CFL can't get it figured out. Well, the thing is, they can't. Uh, so, real quick, Dave, let's have a serious conversation. So, real quick, the the news is that there's no news. The CFL is waiting for an interest free loan, which they'll never be able to pay back because they never make money. Which which leads us back to our original point. Look, I make jokes about the CFL all the time. Like, let's let's have a serious conversation. This will be a little bit more interesting, Dave. Stay with me on this. All let's right. have a serious conversation for a second. I make fun of the CFL all the time, but I've earned the right because I patronize the product. It's not that I haven't seen the product. I'm not doing it from ignorance. And I you paid money to go to games, and you Correct. were a season ticket holder at one point as well. I was a season ticket holder for two different That's franchises. Twice. That's true. You were an Argo season ticket holder, and then a Ticat season ticket holder while they were in Guelph. Correct. So, like, I'm sorry. I have plenty of cred to be able to speak on the CFL. That's not an issue. But I like, give in, you all, that. in all seriousness, like, guys, you've never made money. You you've you basically admitted in the course of this entire conversation that oh like oh we can't run the season without this money. So what you're saying is your a your owners don't have enough capital or don't want to allocate that capital to a money loser. Number one, number two, you basically said your TV deal isn't enough. But number three, your ratings don't matter because the ratings that you're getting are not earning enough ad revenue. The reality is, and this is something that the CFL diehards don't seem to get through their heads. Because they seem to keep talking about, oh, we just need to get a bigger TV deal. I don't understand why they gave you the TV deal they did. There was no competition. Nobody wanted the rights. And I don't know Bell- who else. I don't think Sportsnet is going to bid on. Isn't going to bid on them. 
Yeah, like they're, they're right? like, oh, and they're, uh, the CBC said they're not betting, they're not going to bid on uh, professional sports anymore. They don't. The CBC has no money. So where they, are they going to go? They lost Hockey Night in Canada. Like they they basically have it from the pity of Rogers. Like literally, they have access to it only because of pity. And that was because they said, well, if you will let you have some games in exchange, we now own Hockey Night in Canada. We we can call whatever we want Hockey Night in Canada, but we'll let you have a couple of games, CBC. Here you go. Yeah, exactly. It's charity. Like it's actual charity. So who's your competitor on the market? Bell is your only one. And by the way, Bell bid against themselves. If I was as far as I'm concerned, they could have given him 20 bucks and they go and they it was like, well, take it or leave it. You can go to Rogers, they don't want you. Or they'll offer you maybe 50 bucks. Like you're there's no reason. The the rating itself is awesome. But jokes aside, again, now now we're gonna get analytical for just a moment here. Just for a moment. All right. I'm when listening. you go and watch the CFL game, it, when you watch your game, do you right. pay you attention to live? What, no, in, in on TV. When okay. you watch the game on TV, do you ever pay attention to the commercials at all? Rarely. But one thing you'll notice if you do pay attention, because I do, I don't pay close attention, but one thing I've observed over time, the majority of the commercials are Western based, no matter whether it's an Eastern teams or not. There's a lot of like Safeway. Yep. When's the last time you went to a Safeway? Uh, when I was in Alberta. Correct. When's the last time you've been to a Safeway in Ontario? Never. We don't have any. So why am I being shown Safeway? Because those are the only ads they could get. So they're showing Safeway nationally, even though it's a regional brand. Why? Because they can't get any Ontario-based brands. Why? Because they won't spend the money. So it doesn't Oh, but they're getting 800,000 viewers for some of the bigger games or 600,000. Awesome. The people that are paying for the commercial time are paying nothing. They don't care. It's like, well, 600,000 viewers. Cool. It's not worth it to me. I don't care if 600,000 people watch. They're not buying my product. If I'm a national brand, they're not buying my product either. So why would I waste the money on you? Yeah, no, that's a fair point. But that's that's what Bell is looking at. Bell is like, that's the money we actually get. So we give you this money so that you can draw a rating, but the rating's only good if you actually make us money. And I can give you a good example of how this plays out as well. WWE, the one I joke about. WWE today is now relying on those TV rights. They live and die off those TV rights because it's worth hundreds of millions of dollars a year. But they got lucky when they got their last deal with USA and with Fox. Super lucky. Because their ratings have been going down for 20 years. Going down for 20 years. And for years, the problem with professional wrestling was that their commercials that they could get were garbage. Even when the WWE became mainstream, they were still kind of seen as kind of a joke and kind of a half thing. A lot of the big advertisers wouldn't pay big money for ad time on a Raw or on a SmackDown or whatever. They wouldn't do it. And because of that, the TV rights were actually worth a fraction of what they should have been when they were at their peak. Mm -hmm. Today, they're getting way more than they deserve, given the actual turnaround. Fox and USA have got to be looking at themselves like, we're paying $100 million for what? The, the ratings are down across the board. They've been declining even since we opened, even since the ink dried on this contract. And what are we getting? An inferior product. People are frustrated with it. People are mad with it. We can't get good advertising on it, but we're spending $100 million on it. And that's WBE, mm -hmm. who's done an infinitely better job marketing themselves and finding revenue streams than the CFL ever has. The CFL yeah. literally, from a strictly business standpoint, this is not exaggeration. This is not being mean for the sake of being mean. From a strictly financial standpoint, the CFL should have gone bankrupt 25 years ago and been done with it. There's literally no reason for it to exist other than people like the nostalgia and they want the Canadian That's probably product. true, actually. Yeah. 
but I, pr- I can't really argue with her, but yeah. yet somehow it still exists. Well, it still exists because of the pity and charity of people that like, that's all it is. It's just charity now because they've proven that the, the, the owners of the teams are basically telling you, we can't hack it. We don't know how to make this thing profitable because after you give us that loan, maybe we'll pay. I promise you, if they give them that loan, they will never get that money back. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. But what does that say about your business model? That means it's broken. It's flawed. It doesn't work. So it's like, so I'm like, why am I saving you then? Like, I don't understand what I'm saving you for. So that some people in Western Canada can feel good. Like, I'm sorry, guys, find, find a better product, find a better uh, thing to sell or fix your product, figure out something to make it appealing, but because it's clearly not, oh, but yeah. we'll get the, we'll get a team in Atlanta, Canada. Awesome. Another team that won't draw money. Cool, man. Another money loser in another market. Awesome. Yeah. So it's like, like, I don't understand. Like I'm genuinely at a loss. I don't get it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can't really add much to this or say, I, I don't have no defense. I'll tell you that. First of all, I'm not going to try to, it, which is sad by the way. No, but like you are passionate about the CFL, but is I it know, not, but, but I'm also a realist. I, yeah. I think. Right. So, yeah. I mean, if the league did go bankrupt or, or folded because of this, I, I wouldn't shock me. It would extremely sadden me, yeah. but it would not shock me. And, you yeah. know, I mean, I've also, you know, a fan of a team that's had more, more than one, we need you to buy season tickets or we're going to fold the team, you know, season ticket drive. So, yeah. You know. And and arguably the strongest fan base in the league, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan base, they had telethons to save that team. Not that long ago in our lifetime. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, there was some bleak times in the mid nineties and, you know, but at least we are not Ottawa, who's you know folded multiple times and come back multiple times. And Gleberman's take that, Oaks. Well, are, are arguably they're the ones that follow the proper laws of economics. Well, that's true too. <laughs> so Ottawa was ahead of the curve, Dave. They were trying to send a message to the rest of you, but you weren't following. Follow the uh, lead. There is that. <laughs> there you go. All right. Anyway, like, I don't know, man. I, I I got nothing on that. In all seriousness, but but. Uh, I, I hope I hope anyone that listens understands that like I'm I'm taking a strictly logical slant on this. I don't see the path forward, whether they get the loan or not. Like it's you're giving blood transfusions to a terminally ill patient. You're dragging this out. You need to actually fix the problem, or the next time something happens, you're going to be back in the same boat. Yep, I agree. Because you haven't fixed it, and you're not going to fix it now by giving the money to save them off for another season. By the way, we're in the middle of August. How, how long do you plan to dragging this out? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to do something about it or say the season's not happening and then yeah. go and then figure out what you're going to do. That's fair. All right. So we'll move on from that. Uh, let's talk about a team of yours that actually did a thing. The hockeys. Let's talk about the hockeys. Do we need to talk about them very much? All not I need to say is Kerry Price says you're welcome, Carlos, because we took care of the Pittsburgh Penguins for you. Finally, someone did a thing. About damn time. About damn time. By the way, I was watching the Dallas game uh, because that's how much the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, good job, Jared, Carey Price. And, good job, and you. they've won. They they won the second game in the second and the the first round. I get first round series, whatever you want to call it, in the playoffs right now against Philly, five nothing. So yeah. there's that too. Yeah, I think uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with the Canadians. Like you can go far on a hot goalie. If you got a hot goalie, you can go super far. Like, you know, this is an I, opportunity. I, I'm not holding you know Stanley Cup dreams here, but you know stranger things have happened. Uh, you know, so who knows? 
right? Well, I, if they I can drag, if, if that series can go the distance again, uh, you know, I'm happy. A- anything for me at this point, because I thought they were going to get swept by Pittsburgh in three games. Mm-hmm. So anything for me is gravy at this point. Yeah, I, I would consider this a successful run for them, regardless of what happens now. And you know who else is a successful run for? The New York Rangers. <laughs> Number one overall draft pick. Hey, at least it didn't go to Toronto. So, you know, I mean, as a as a hockey f- Montreal Canadiens fan, right? Because I don't really care about hockey too much. Well, since, uh, since you know, a long time, Montreal Canadiens fan since like a couple of weeks ago, right? It was, it, yeah, since like officially like fully back in beginning of July. Yeah, yeah, we had a false alarm during the poutine debacle. It was uh, when you betrayed P.K. Subban, who now has a podcast that Dave now yes. needs to watch. He says it's too hype. We need all the hype, I didn't say Dave. the podcast was too hype. I just said P.K. Subban is hype <laughs> all the time. Like, I follow the guy on Instagram. I love P.K. I still love P.K. Subban. I think he's a great human being, right? And nice. and he does wonderful things for his country, for the game of hockey, and, and for the Children's Hospital in Montreal. But the man is hype 24-7, and I don't know if I could deal with that much hype. All the Dave, time. You need to get hype and stay <laughs> hype. Twenty four seven. I can't do PK seven and PK Subban levels of that. So, <laughs> but my my point is, I don't even. I lost my point now. Something about me, like in Montreal. Yeah, uh, for a couple of weeks. Yeah, no, everything's gravy because you know what they. I thought they were going to get swept. They didn't. They eliminated Pittsburgh, which is fantastic. I'm so sick of Pittsburgh. Uh, you know what? If they eliminate Philadelphia, take that state of Pennsylvania. Apparently, uh, yeah. You know, uh, I'm okay with whatever happens. But the thing is, Canadians moved on. The Leafs got eliminated and the Leafs didn't get the first round pick or I mean the number one overall pick. So I'm happy, right? Because one, Canadians are doing well and can say suck at Leafs and the Leafs didn't get the number one pick. So it's not like them losing screws Montreal over in that kind of sense because it's, a you know, probably uh, Lafreniere is going to go first. So I'm, I'm as as a Canadians fan right now. I'm I'm very happy, and anything else, you know, who cares? Because Toronto's out. Fuck you, and we're still playing in your building. Nice, nice, nice. But yeah, uh, it's one of those things. It's interesting. Like I was watching the Dallas game the other day, and they blew the lead, and then they gave up the game tying goal, and then they barely scored with under a minute left to stave off overtime. And I'm like. For fuck's sake! Literally, the whole I watched that whole like last period in the close. I'm like, you guys are idiots. Th- this is trash. Like, this is such painful. But trash. Jamie Ben, dude, it's so bad. Like, this team is so trash. <laughs> it's so frustrating. It's just so frustrating. I don't even know what to make of those guys. The thing is, they could very well be in that series. Like, they they have every opportunity. It's not like they can't play. But it's like you watch them in stretches. Like, why are you guys this bad at this? Yeah. It's it's. This is this has not been a good like I'm gonna say ten years of Dallas Star hockey. Like the last decade, it's just been brutally bad. Yeah. Just bad. Anyway, but they're still in it, so you know, whatever. We'll see. And I'll still watch the games, but it's like, oh geez, they're bad. Good lord. Yeah, so that's fair enough. Uh so the hockey continues and we'll kind of keep an eye on what goes on with that. It'll be interesting. Regardless, I think overall the I'll give the NHL credit. I I, I like the presentation. I think it's pretty decent for what it is. Yeah, I think I think they've done a good job. Yeah, like yeah. I, I don't watch too much of it, but when I do, I usually have the announcers off. But I'm, when I'm watching it, I'm like, here's the thing. The fans being not not there doesn't really bug me. I don't mind it. I feel like they did a good job setting up the building. Like, uh, like it feels like it looks kind of cool for what it is, especially as the game. Because they got all those extra screens and stuff going on when the players are playing and somebody scores and whatever. It, it looks decent for TV. It's bright. It's not, It's 
Yeah, it's a decent I'll give you that. Picture. I'm not a huge fan of the, the extra screens, especially like with the NBA too, where they have the you know the virtual fans and all yeah. that. I, I don't I don't really like that. I find it distracting. Hmm. But you know, yeah. it I seems it's to some... be for most people's accounts a good product in that. I think they just set. didn't want. I just think they just didn't want to show off just tarped off seats. Like no, fair enough. Like, I, I mean, I get that. I mean, the NBA is a little bit different because they're they're in a they're not in a stadium, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas obviously the NHL are, and I mean, they could always go, you know, the cardboard cutout route of Major League Baseball. Yeah, and I think it's been interesting. You know? Like, it's one of those things you only really notice when a ball is hit in the stands, and then obviously nobody's there to catch it. Yeah. But outside of that, yeah. you don't really well, notice most of the time. The guy in the Angels where the ball went in and out of his glove over. Did you see that one? I did see the highlight of it. Yes, I don't remember the name. I know who you're talking about, but, but yeah, I did see the highlight. Not- and I feel like at that moment, I was really just Rob Manfred throwing down the lightning at him. Could very well be. He does have that Emperor Palpatine power, apparently. You know. So, so. there you go. So let's. Do you, uh, com- you have any comments on MLB in general that you want to make fun of? Any 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 Rob Manfred, you know, hatred you want to throw this week or anything other than, you know, how amazing Juan Soto is? And let's keep talking about how amazing Juan Soto is because that will drive up the value of his rookie card for Carlos. Well, two things. So, number one, I actually don't hate Rob Manfred. I just think he's an incompetent moron. Oh. Um, I'm more which irritated. Is, is more becoming the truth, right? Yes, as opposed yes. to, you know, it's not really an opinion. It's, it's, it's becoming more and more fact by the day. No, no, no. Uh, that one in water is wet or equivalent statements. Yeah. The, um, no, he's just an idiot. And the thing is, like, for the most part, I ignore him. I'm not really too concerned about it. Uh, I let him do whatever. But no, I think in time and not too distant future, I think uh, we'll have a segment that's basically me just explaining to everybody how great Juan Soto is. Like, guys, can we just talk about for the next while? Maybe this will just become the Juan Soto podcast. <laughs> it's like, guys, I need to explain to all of y'all. And, it's like, that- and now the Juan Soto report with Carlos Aguilar. Yeah, two hours later. Yeah, other things happen. We'll see you in the next episode. So, uh, speaking of that, uh, Rob Manfred fuckery, you hear that the uh, yet another series is be, you know being delayed and being canceled. Uh, yeah, the Pirates no, I, I totally... and 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 it, and what's it, something I heard something that to make up the schedule, the Cardinals as of right now, obviously things can change because they keep doing, mm-hmm. and people keep getting sick and whatnot. Yep, uh, are going to have to do play seven doubleheaders. But the thing is, do you know how many games they've actually played? The Cardinals, they played like, haven't they played under 10 games at this point in time? Five. They've played yeah. five games at a time when most of the other teams have played 20. Yeah. Five, Dave. Five. Yeah. So basically, the league is a third of the way through. Yes. And and the Cardinals, yeah, it's, 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 it really is ridiculous. Mm hmm. Uh, you know, and it's, it's that same thing. It's like, who's leading the, the NLEs? Miami? Oh, they've only played 10 games. And now, obviously, they're they're not anymore. But you yeah. know what I mean? Like, things like that happen. So who knows, right? Everyone's talking about how amazing the Cubs are right now. Uh, and, you know, and they are doing well. They're the best record in, in baseball. But mm-hmm. the Cardinals may soon be better after those, you know, 14 games in seven days. Let's go double headers that they're about to play. But that's the thing, though. Like all of this, think about that. You've got these double headers because I think the double headers are seven innings. If memory serves, that's correct. Yeah, so you've got seven inning double headers, which which play wreak havoc on the amount of at bats people get. Uh, like you could go and have like four hits in a double header, but technically you got two hits in one game and two hits in another. But it was only seven innings, so you didn't have more at bats where you could have potentially gotten more hits. Yeah. So then you, like, it's all over yeah. the place, and it's like none of these these numbers are all like look. 
All I care about is Juan Soto to rake for whatever period of time he plays and for Albert Pujols to hit his 661st home run. If we get these two things, I'm pretty satisfied with the results of this regular season. Like, Fair enough. Because it, the rest of it's just weird. Like, it's all over the map. Like, what are you going to do? And actually, let, uh, I, I, I'll, let me play off of the Juan Soto thing to another topic because I actually want to talk about this a little bit. All right. And this gives me an opportunity. Since this is the last topic I have for us, this gives me an opportunity to go into a, <clears throat> a proper rant mode here. All right, let's hear it. So in contrast to the Juan Soto report, which we speak of his greatness, you know, his uh, future greatness, his future goatness. No, we're working on it, but his future goatness. But uh, let me have a little conversation about another 21-year-old guy who's starting to piss me off a little bit. Let's talk about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Now, I defend this man because he's young. But the problem that I have is that he's 21 years old. Like Juan Soto. He of the future goatness. He of the, I got coronavirus, came back, and all I did was hit 400 and hit five home runs, including a couple of 460-foot bombs and a couple of bombs the other way. And I'm showing consistent development in my game where my hitting is getting better. I'm drawing walks, demonstrating consistency. Did I mention hitting 400 after getting coronavirus? Multiple times. But the thing is, like, somebody seems to be taking their job seriously. Yeah. Uh, hey, you know what? Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is taking it very seriously in his moving from third base to first base because he's a defensive liability at age 21. Well, what's great about this is that I is that the beauty of the visual podcast medium is that I get to use visual representations to help us out a little bit. So what I want to do here, and this will take me a second, so bear with me a moment. I want to show us an image, and then I'm going to compare it to another image, and then I'm going to do the same thing with a different person. Okay? Mm-hmm. So let's do a little screen share. I'm going to do that first. I want to show you back. I want to take you back, Dave, to the heady days of 2016. And in back in 2016, there was this young man. I want you to look at him, Dave. He looks so young. He looks so young. Weren't we all younger back in 2016? No, literally we all were. But you look at him. But I want you to pay close attention. Just look at him. He's in his swing. It's all happening, right? It's all good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now. I want to do a con compare and contrast here. Let's do that. And I'm going to do this straight out of Google. Let's just look at this. Let's do a little image search, shall we? So this is the same person four years later. You're right. He ate the first person, Dave. I'm pretty confident he ate the first See, person. I don't know if that's the best picture to, to demonstrate that. I, I agree with you. Like he's put on so much weight, but yeah. Does that help a little bit? Does the sideways angle assist? How about put, this one? Put the one of him sliding. I feel that's like the best one you can do. That, that was better. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do with that, Dave? Yeah. You know, you know what? I don't know, man. But, but okay. I'm going to stop sharing for one second, but I'm going to come back to this. But here, the reason I'm using these, these two years is not an accident. I, I want you to all stick with me on this for a moment. All right. There was a point I want to get at. And like, this is what's frustrating me about this. This I'll explain. So I want to show you another picture of another person from 2016. Again, 2016. I'm going to use the exact same year for comparison, okay. to be fair. Is it one okay? soda? We're getting there, Dave. Look at the string uh, bean, Dave. Oh, man. That was in 2016, Dave. Have you seen Juan Soto lately? He doesn't look like that. I am guessing you're about to show him to me right now. Yeah, you're damn right I am. So that's Juan Soto back in 2016. By the way, same year as the Vladimir Guerrero Jr., so why don't we do this? Why don't we just say 2021 Soto? Let's do it. So we'll use the image search. He looks a little less string beanish, Dave. 
Yeah, he's definitely balked up a little bit, but he's, well, how about this? he's not. How about uh, him in the process of doing a thing? He's not huge. He did not eat it's, the first person. That, that's that is for point. sure. The point is he clearly trained like an athlete for the purpose of doing professional athletics. In that four years, he took the four years to do some training. I don't need someone to be a Greek god because the last time we saw a Greek god, Giancarlo Stan and Aaron and Mike, you know, and Judge, they break down. So Again, you don't need to be like after that. after yeah. talking about on a previous podcast how maybe this is the year because everything's so crazy that they don't break down. Well, they did. Well, I said mathematically it was their best shot. <laughs> like it, it, it was. True. It was, <laughs> and even then, no. Yeah, the point is both of those guys are the same age, Dave. So you look at both of them. Both of them were thinner four years ago because they were younger and they were growing. Well, one of them basically got in the gym and started training. He's the guy who has a World Series ring. Now that's organizational. You know, that's not entirely his yeah, doing. Absolutely. But he performed. But he performed when he had the opportunity yeah, to. Yeah, but you know what? He, you can't say that he didn't contribute to that World Series ring. Correct. And he's also demonstrated progression because last year he was a 30 home run, 100 RBI guy. So he yeah. demonstrated progression over the course of that time period. And in his first season, he had 22 home runs and 70 RBIs as a 19-year-old. So it's like, but yeah, you're seeing it. He, yeah, he, he's drawing not, you're, you're basically seeing the exact opposite with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. right now. My concern with him is that I, I gave him a lot of leeway. I was hoping this would be the season where he would show me some progression from the perspective of getting in a little bit of shape. Because the thing is, you don't have to be a ripped specimen. That's not necessary. No. With the Juan Soto thing, he is a lot. He he clearly goes to the gym, but he's not getting super ripped. That's gr because that's not necessary here. But I just want no. you to look like an athlete because you're being I, you're being yeah. paid like one. No, for sure. As of right now, just to add in a stat to that, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is batting two thirty eight. Yeah. And the thing is, his big problem right now that the the scouts are starting to notice that are starting to have some issue with is that he's hitting a lot of ground balls. And last year, he hit well for like the first half of the year. And the second half of the year, he struggled because in the home run derby, he showed lots of power. It's yep. not that he doesn't have it, but he ran out of gas. Why did he run out of gas, Dave? He's not in shape. Has that improved this year? Doesn't look like it. Does he look more athletic to you? Is not he at spry? all. Well, I mean, it's it's also hard to it's hard, it's also hard to look more athletic moving from third base to first base in general. Uh, but let's put it this way: there's a reason the Jays made that move. That's the whole thing. That that's the underlying point here. So this is what's frustrating me right now about it because it's like I look at this guy and go, these two players are the same age. Is it a fair comparison? Not really, but at the same time, it kind of is. Because they both came up around the same age and they're coming up around the same. And I'm looking at a compare and contrast that is so dramatically diametrically opposed. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, if you think of uh, Guerrero's dad, right? Yeah. Like he didn't, he wasn't a, a Greek god in terms of his body either. No. But he was in shape. In his younger years, he was definitely a lot leaner and he had a great throwing arm. He was an outfielder. Like if you go back to early Vladimir Guerrero Sr., he had a cannon for an arm. Absolutely did. It was an asset. It was a thing that he had. Well, Vladdy Jr. is in a was in a position where a third base, if he has a strong arm, that's not a bad place to be. But it's not like playing the outfield. Correct. And you just got demoted, quote unquote, from the outfield to a less athletic position because we're concerned that you don't have the athleticism necessarily to play this position. And he's struggling at first base. And the hitting yeah. isn't improving. He's actually regressing, if anything. That concerns me. Is what I'm trying to get at. That concerns. So, what are you saying? Unload, unload the Vladimir Guerrero rookie card now, or? Well, the thing is, I've got. I've, I don't have a couple, Dave. I have a bunch. 
And the, th and the truth is like, there's no point in me unloading it, whether something goes right with it or not is a different conversation. But like as a fan, as an observer, what's bugging me is that I don't feel like the message is getting across. Like, I don't, I don't feel like it's getting across. I don't expect you to be perfect. But like I said, the other guy had coronavirus. He was sick for a period of time. Didn't necessarily knock him completely out, but that still affects you. Oh, absolutely. It, it held, it held you back. considering the amount of people that have uh, long-term effects from COVID-19 as well, yeah. right? And he came out like a house of fire. The other guy has had this entire time to train and be ready and do all this and has not had that same issue and actually came in looking as big as he, as he did when he left. The situation doesn't seem to have improved. Yeah. That's troubling exactly. to me. And that's after they made an emphasis on the conditioning. They gave him a year to do it his way. And this is supposed to be the year they go like, okay, so now you saw what happened in the second half. You got tired. Maybe, maybe we do the conditioning program. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't seem to have taken. No. That's troubling. That is very troubling. It's not irreversible, but again, this is not a Prince Fielder situation where Cecil was a big dude to begin with. So when you looked at Prince Fielder, you're like, yeah, that's Cecil's kid. I get that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So to your point, like his dad wasn't like that early in his career. No, he absolutely wasn't. Yeah. So it's, that's it. I'm not, I'm not sounding off any alarms, but it concerns me. And in that vein, Dave, I'll say it now just to kind of hold myself accountable. I am going to undergo now what I'm going to call the anti Vladdy Jr. challenge which is as a late thirties guy, a guy in his late thirties, I am going to start exercising if I have to do two a days and I'm going to start lifting because I'm going to demonstrate that someone in their late thirties whose metabolism is garbage is going to be able to get in shape in a short period of time. I'm going to force myself to do that because it's going to make it more embarrassing when the 20 year old can't do crap over a whole off season. Yeah, exactly. So that's something I'm going to work on. And if I succeed in that, that should be even more embarrassing for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Mm -hmm. That should be embarrassing. That's terrible. I'm not 21. I wish I was, but it's not true. Don't we all? <laughs> but could you imagine though? Could you imagine if between the now and the in a couple in a, in a couple of weeks or a couple of months, I've already started to lose a little bit of weight. But now, if if I have to do two a days, Dave, that's what's going to happen because now I'm pissed off and I want to make a point. God damn it, freaking Vladdy Jr., lazy bastard! Put down the donut and get back to work. And go to the batting cage while you're at it. You better learn how to hit a fly ball. Jeez. Would help. Both but would that, help. But the thing is, he's got enough power. If he hit a couple of fly balls, a couple of them will go out. When oh, you hit sure. them on the ground, they're not going to go out. Yeah. And that's what yeah. he's doing right now. That's what's making me mad. That's what's here. Especially when I'm doing, I'm doing comparison with his contemporary, who seems to actually be taking this seriously. And he's already got the ring. If, if, if there was a time to coast, getting coronavirus after winning the World Series, now he could coast. He's hitting 400. Yeah. Yep. You're a professional. You want the big contract that comes with being great in this. Right now, he could earn a big mega contract. Baseball gives those. Yes, they do. But they don't give them if you hit ground balls and you're like 280 pounds. No, they don't. No, they I don't, don't get it. What like, is the actual weight? Do you know? Um, I can tell you what the listed weight is. Probably. Yeah, what's his listed weight? All right. I love that they always put it in kilograms. That totally doesn't help me. <laughs> okay yeah i know okay so one second kilograms two pounds so i've got i had a number there but i'm gonna adjust i'm gonna adjust it. they're saying 249 113 kilograms yeah so, I, so, I don't Vlad, know about that. so just so we're clear now Vlad, now to be fair vladdy jr is a lot taller than i was when i was 21 but just so we're all clear i was 235 when i was 21 
He's got 14 pounds on me when I was 21. Now, I'm shorter than he is, but I also wasn't a professional athlete. Which is a key point to the whole thing as well. And also, I spent that fall, that summer dropping about 80 pounds. It's not that hard. Lazy bastard. So that's the reason why I say I'm, I'm kind of pissed off about it, Dave. That's fair. I feel that's fair. Yeah. I say, I want to see some good hitting, Dave. That's all I want. Th- these Jays seem not going anywhere. I would just like to see some good hitting. Some of the other players are showing me spurts of good hitting. Bo Bichette? Yeah, Bo Bichette. He's the son of a major leaguer, too. He seems to be trying. I appreciate I appreciate some effort being expanded. That's great. Uh, friggin' Tio Scar. I always get the name wrong. But you know who I'm talking about, right? Uh, sorry, say again. Who? It's like Tio Scar. Uh, oh, Teoscar Hernandez. Yeah, yeah. He had a couple of good games. Yeah. Some impressive performances. Somebody's out here trying a little bit. That's all I want. That's that's really all I'm asking for. I expected nothing from this team. I would just like to see some effort. That's it. Yeah. I just want to see a little effort. I don't think that's too much to ask. No, not at all. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk a little bit more about baseball. It's still ongoing. As much of a cluster as it is, they are still trying to play games. And I'm enjoying it bits and pieces here as we go. Although the hockey, to be honest, has been a little more compelling for me. There have been some fun hockey games, I think, a little bit. Absolutely have been. You watch any of the basketball? I really haven't paid too much attention. Yeah, I mean, not a whole lot of happened with it, really, in terms of anything like interesting. Yeah. Uh, but you know the rap. I mean, the seating didn't change much, and there was end up a play a play in game in the West, mm-hmm. um, Portland and Memphis. So Portland overtook the eight seed. Memphis was nine, and uh, Memphis lost today. So Portland is going to play the Lakers in the first round. Uh, you know, and playoffs start on Monday. So yeah, Raptors playoffs are on Monday. Uh, they're playing Brooklyn. That's really the only series I care about, uh, especially first round. I think the Portland Lakers could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Continue. Right. <sighs> you said that. Did one. I mention? I, yeah, like I want to talk basketball just so I can bring up this card. Dave, the important thing to remember is that you probably could have bought this for probably like ten, fifteen bucks after they won the championship. Insane. Dave, you should you should have gone. You really should have gone Carlos Green Bay Packers after the Super Bowl, but instead of like swag, you should just bought everything Pascal Siakam. Yeah. Like so, holy crap, man. Yeah. Go on. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens with the ba- basketball, but so far the bubble seems to be working really well for the NBA. Uh, I've been very you know, impressed. I've actually been very impressed. So, yeah. you know, and now we actually have playoffs. Uh Raptors went 7 and 1 in their 8 games. Uh, obviously, I think three or four of those games didn't matter. Uh, they'd already mm-hmm. locked in the uh, two seed, so they just yeah. played, you know, whoever kind of thing. Uh, so it's yeah. interesting now to see now that, you know, teams aren't playing for seeds, aren't trying to, you know, manipulate things. So they get this seed or they don't get that seed. Or they move up or they don't move up, whatever. Uh, now everybody's locked in and, and things really matter uh, how things turn out. I expect Toronto to relatively easily beat Brooklyn, even mm-hmm. though Brooklyn uh, has done pretty well in the mm-hmm. bubble so far. Uh, and if nothing else, they can play for this. Kevin Durant, who isn't playing, but is a member of the Brooklyn Nets, has picked the Clippers to beat the Bucks in the final. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, your team is still in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, but he knows but he knows his, he knows what the team has. Yeah, well, that's true too. He's like, well, I'm not there, so it doesn't matter. But still, uh, maybe they'll play a little bit chip on their shoulder. Uh, we'll see. But again, I expect the Raptors. I mean, that could be like a five game, maybe six games. Uh, but I, I would expect the Raptors to beat them quite easily. And then from so, there on, we'll see. I look forward to the Brooklyn Denver NBA final. <laughs> 
yeah everybody's like lebron Giannis. it's like uh, Kawhi. uh what's that and they, just, they uh, just play that that clip from uh from uh, game of zones hey guys it's us because you know the joke was the that they never talked about denver yeah exactly hey guys, we made like, it. it's like <laughs> it's like denver and brooklyn and brooklyn and then brooklyn wins the and in my scenario brooklyn wins the nba championship like we did this without Kyrie. <laughs> even like better the right that's the first thing they say it's like it's like we did this without Kyrie. it's like what about kd he's on the team now awesome i guess he likes joining teams that already won a championship oh <laughs> exactly and then you just play the meme you play the meme with the guy with the with the guy that swoops in laughter is like uh but then you just play that during like the NBA finals. You just literally play that meme on the screen. Everybody's just like, yep, yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's uh, all you need. But do you have any idea how beautiful that would be? Like in this weird season of weirdness, would that not be perfect? Brooklyn winning the NBA championship without Kyrie and without Kevin Durant. And they're like, it's like, who really needs you guys? Like honestly. Think, you know, pretty much the most perfect thing that could happen. It, it would literally be like the storybook ending on like the NBA season. Like perfect yeah good stuff no that's uh that's a little bit of it i just wanted to cover those a little because i thought it was obviously they're playing the games now and um i I, like i said i give the nba its credit even though i'm not super interested in the nba i will give them the credit i think they've done a very good job all things considered in getting it done there relatively speaking they've done it relatively without incident which is not terribly surprising because they feel like they've they feel like for the whole time that they've been the most organized yeah absolutely Except the bottom. Although, you know, very closely followed by the NHL. They've done a very good job as well. Like I, I, I can't take too I can't take too much credit away from them. I think those two have been very solid in building the little bubbles. They've actually done quite well. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll leave it at that. That'll be it for us. Uh, you know, more sports market reports to come and maybe more project twenty twenty stuff that maybe yeah. will come in. Who knows? Lord knows. Maybe Carlos will be opening a box live during the podcast. Yeah. The, you mean the project twenty twenty box? Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, jokes on you. I was able to, in the spirit of this craziness, nobody can get any access to any retail product because it sells out immediately. However, I was able to procure from the obscure website, walmart.ca. From that obscure website, I was able to procure not one, but two blasters of 2019 Don Russ football. Nice. The Kyler Murray rookie year. Did we live the dream? Have you opened them yet? Or have you got, yeah, I'm, I'm I said, assuming I said you're going to wait, like, they, they gonna wait like two months to get them, right? Well, it's from Walmart. I think I think it'll be a little quicker. I know. Do they if they send them for Germany first? Well, it's Walmart Canada, so I think it'll be a little easier. All I right, said Walmart.ca. Yeah, they're actually pretty good at shipping stuff. Although if it was Amazon, psh, they'd be knocking on doors, giving it to me right now. It's like I ordered it yesterday. Here's your shit. Take it. Pretty there's much, a reason yeah. Amazon's making money hand over fist. This <laughs> is true. Yeah, there's a reason. But yeah, we'll see if it comes in time. Maybe I'll crack that open during the podcast. So take Ooh. that. Oh. Extra fancy, but yeah, Dare we'll see we what happens. The dream. Dare we? So, uh, podcast is available on iTunes and Spotify. That's been scrolling across the bottom of the screen. iTunes and Spotify, as well as on YouTube, you can see it. Unnecessary nonsense podcast. If you've been watching us this whole time, then you're already watching it. In which case, like and subscribe. Look at Dave. Do that it. man needs a like. He needs a subscription. He needs it. My hair grows with every like we get, or something like that. There are so many jokes. Nope, I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let it go. It's like I don't know. I don't know if you've. I don't know if you saved us or doomed us. I'm, I'm not sure yet. We'll find out. We'll find <laughs> yeah, out. Exactly. We'll find out. 
Yeah, we'll find out in short order. Anyway, so that'll be it for us. Uh, and then we will catch you in the next episode of the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast. Like and subscribe. Do it. One Soto's the goat. <laughs>